Hey friends, I'm Sierra. And I'm Caitlin. And we're friends. But we've never met each other in real life. That's because technology allows you to feel like you're virtually best friends with everyone that you meet online, which is pretty cool. Through storytelling, we're able to learn about others' passions and drives and learn what makes them unique. We want to hear your story so that we can become virtually best friends. Hey, VBFs, welcome back to another episode of Virtually Best Friends Pod. We are so happy to have you here for this really exciting episode ahead. Sierra, how are you doing today? Caitlin, oh my goodness, I am just on cloud nine right now. Like my mouth hurts from smiling so much. I'm like hot and just really excited because I just can't believe that we got to record this interview. How are you today? Oh my gosh. I think you and I are both matching the same energy levels because we are so excited. I'm with you. My cheekbones hurt, but in <laughs> such a good way. There is just so much joy flow in here. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. So before we can get into this interview, which we are super duper excited about sharing, how about we do our thumbs up, thumbs down, which if you are new here, it's just our segment of how we check in with each other, share things that may have not been going too great throughout the week, and then share something that's kind of more of a silver lining, something that happy that happened during the week. So Caitlin, what was your thumbs down this week? Yeah, my thumbs down is just that life has been picking up. There's a lot of things going on right at the moment. Not too much to complain about so much as it's just an adjustment to get used to everything um, feeling like it's a little bit busy right at the moment. But nevertheless, I'm happy to have the things to do and I'm trying to keep that perspective as well. Sierra, what is your thumbs down for the week? I feel you. Um, my thumbs down is exactly the same. I have been having to readjust and relearn life with everything just picking up at work and things are just like changing and roles are changing and what I'm responsible of is changing. It's just, there's a lot of things changing, a lot going on. And so I know that eventually I will get to this state of adjustment or, you know, it will even out and hopefully I'll get some time to breathe soon, but it has been a rough like we can some change um, just with all the work, all the things going on in the world, but also like having too much work to focus on what's going on in the world. It's just, it's been chaotic, a lot of chaotic energy mm. over here. Oh my gosh. Yes. I feel you on all of that. And oh, Sarah, I hope that things lighten up for you a little bit. And yeah, it's just never a fun place to be in at all. Yeah. But we get through it, right? We make it through. We do. And we're here to support one another. Which is important, Caitlin, because I've said this a thousand times. My day always gets a little better when I get to see Caitlin's face on the other side of the computer screen. <laughs> so, Yes, I so appreciate you, Sierra. Well, on that positive note, what is your thumbs up for the week? Honestly, I have a hard time finding a thumbs up that is outside of what just happened to us just now which is recording this episode of VBF Pod. It is our first guest of the year. It is not only that, it's one of our dream guests to have on the podcast. So literally on cloud nine, can't wait for y'all to hear this episode. What about you, Caitlin? 
Oh my gosh. How can I even match that? Absolutely. I am feeling on cloud nine. I'm just so happy right at the moment. And also just so thrilled to introduce all of you VBFs out there to our guest today, who is Mimi from the Tiny Tassel. Mimi from the Tiny Tassel. Oh my gosh. Okay. So Caitlin and I, y'all know this. We love to support a woman-owned business. We are thrilled to be able to start this series again for March. If you were with us last year, we also did a series in March where we highlighted women-owned businesses and we got to dive into their stories and a little bit more about their business and what makes them unique. And so we are so excited to bring this series back for 2022. And we could think of no one else better to kick this series off with than with Mimi, as Caitlin said, because the tiny tassel Oh my gosh, if you have never heard of the Tiny Tassel, do yourself a favor, look her up right now, tinytassel.com, at the Tiny Tassel on various social media platforms, but she brings to life Charleston. Like everything you think of when you think of Charleston, like Rainbow Rose, like the bright colors, the preppy style, she brings that to life in her jewelry. Yes. And there are so many positive vibes that just go along with the whole brand of the Tiny Tassel. It is a joy to be able to talk to Mimi and to hear more about her story. So without further ado, we are going to let her share with you a little bit more about the Tiny Tassel. Friends, we are here with Mimi, who we just like, we're still in disbelief <laughs> to be talking to you right now. But first things first, just want to say happy International Women's Day. Yes, happy International Women's Day. You guys can see it, not everyone else, but I'm wearing my t-shirt and I it was so fitting. It says support women-owned businesses today. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> we love to do that on the podcast. You're actually going to be our first installment of the series that we do, but we did this last year as well as like just really trying to spotlight women-owned businesses in the month of March. But we also wanted to say happy one-year anniversary. We heard that your flagship just turned one in Charleston. Yes, thank you. It definitely feels surreal. It does not feel like a year has gone by, but then it also feels like 10 years have gone by, if that makes sense. <laughs> So it's so special. We're going to be celebrating this weekend and it's going to be so fun to just like take a moment to actually celebrate it because I think a lot of women in business don't make the time to do that. It is yes. my life goal. By life goal, I mean my like within the next few months, year goal to get down to Charleston and get to visit the store in person because it's just just so cute. But we've definitely gotten ahead of ourselves. For those who do not know who you are, Mimi, do you mind giving a quick elevator pitch? Tell us who you are and a little bit about your business. Yeah, I'm Mimi Stripland, founder of The Tiny Tassel. I started my company back in 2015 with an Etsy shop and just a lot of colorful tassel earrings. And now this company has been around for almost seven years. We've been in our flagship for a year. And it's been really cool to grow with the business as a person too, as like cliche as that might sound to some. But this business has taken me to so many different new heights and new layers of my life that I didn't even know were here. Mm, I have loved following along with the tiny tassel and seeing just the love and passion that is clearly poured into it. And not to mention the incredible colors that come out of it as well. And the vibrancy, it just is 
full of happiness and joy. Um, but what inspired you to start the Tiny Tassel? I was working at a place that kind of didn't do that for me. It didn't spark joy. It didn't inspire me every day. And it was my very first job out of college. So I think I was going the route of go to college, get a job, have a career, and then maybe do something later on in life for yourself. And I don't know why I had that mindset because both of my parents are entrepreneurs. So I grew up literally watching people like run their own businesses. And about a year and a half into working my first job out of college, I started making tassel jewelry and it was kind of like a happy accident of, I didn't plan to like start a business, sell jewelry, grow it to what it is today. It was just one of those things where I made jewelry, people started to ask and I was like, oh, I guess I can make an Etsy shop. Like maybe people want to buy these earrings and it all just kind of flourished from there. And I think it was one of those things of like, yes, like right time, right place, but also just working really hard to create something for myself and to create a lifestyle for myself that I wanted to really enjoy and really love because that's what I was lacking before the Tiny Tassel started. I can relate to that so much. <laughs> there, I I just can relate so much. I think that there's, there's like this part of me too that loves and needs to get that creative energy out and is definitely finding that way to like create the life that you love. You know what I mean? And so it's so inspiring to hear that you were able to do that with your jewelry, whether you knew that that was the way you were going to get there or not. You know what I mean? Like you said, it was a happy accident. Yeah. Um, I can see that like Caitlin's wearing her tiny tassel earrings. Are you maybe wearing Berkeley bows? <gasps> you and I am impressed. Wow. I am wearing our Berkeley bows. I love all of our styles so much. Of course, like my favorite child, they're my tassel earrings. Like I will love those forever and ever. But we've been having so much fun over the last couple of years designing beaded styles. So beaded earrings and accessories. And my sister actually helps design those, aka I like rope her into designing those styles <laughs> with me. Uh, but it's been such a fun addition to the company to be able to grow and scale and add on such a fun part that's like grown to be this big chunk of our business that I would have never expected because you always think tassels with the name. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I have to say, I love going through your website and looking at all the jewelry. It's so hard for me to choose. I love a good statement earring. <laughs> and as a teacher, my second graders love them too. It is so goofy, but they bring so much joy for other people too, to see them. So that is definitely passed down. <laughs> I love to hear that. We, our favorite thing to get is like a selfie from a teacher and they're like, my kids loved my like bow earrings today or these Christmas tree earrings that I wore today. And it just brings us so much joy. Yes. I, well, we're definitely going to make sure that we post some of it on Instagram and share a little bit about it because it really is one of those things that you have to see to really understand because some of the designs, like they're just so cool, especially like you said, the beat it ones. Cause they're like such yes. a statement <laughs> every time. They're so much fun. And I, before the tiny tassel, no one will ever believe this unless they knew me. I would wear like the same pearl studs every single day. And now I'm like, pearl studs? Like what? Like that's <laughs> wearing an earring for me. And so we get to have so much fun designing these pieces. And they're so lightweight. So if you're like afraid or intimidated of a big statement earring, you wear ours and you kind of forget that you have them on because they're so lightweight and easy to wear. 
Uh, I would totally agree. They're very, very comfortable. And I love, I love that I can wear them all day, especially teaching. Um, but what goes into your design process to how you created this? You mentioned that your sister, you roped her in. What goes into creating a beaded earring or any of your earrings? Or any yeah. of your other products because yeah. you sell more than earrings now. Like I've seen like some of your apparel that like is so just uh, ideal preppy, like South. <laughs> Colorful. Yeah. So my mom and I actually design all of our clothing together and she's sewn my entire life and she's always been in that industry. So I roped her into it too after starting the business and she makes all of our clothing. We are designing our fall pieces right now, which is crazy to think about because it's like just warming up for us. But we have so much fun. Sometimes it's just like I walk into a store and I cannot find this thing that I'm looking for, whether it's like a wrap skirt that actually wraps and is comfortable and stays in place or like a super fun, vibrant dress that you just know you'll love when you lay your eyes on it. We create based on that. And we also create based on just what our customers are asking for. Like so many of them would say, like, I'm having such a hard time finding a beautiful white blouse that I can wear over and over again but that isn't just like a white t-shirt or some like white button down. Like they wanted something a little more. So we really try to listen to our customers when it comes to our clothing and all of our designs. And we love, we get a kick out of like customer requests for designs. We get so many. You think we had like a hotline for this where people are like, hi, like, hello, I have a suggestion for like 1800 earring styles that I would like you to make and it blows our mind because our customers are so creative and sometimes they kind of do the work for us and they're like hey I saw you have like a lobster beaded earring but did you think about having a stick of butter to go with it and it's like the funniest things like that (laughs) do you ever like I mean I don't know your naming process so maybe you can share the naming process but how cool would it be to be one of those people that like sent you a request and you're like, yeah, well now we have the, the Caitlin earring. <laughs> so we have a whole naming process, but we've definitely done that before. Cause we were like, Ooh. this idea was too good that we have to like pay homage to the customer that sent it in and that gave us this idea. But all of our pieces are named after Charleston street names or Charleston places. And when I first started, it was just an easy way to name the products. And I was like, I'm here in Charleston. This will be cute and catchy. But now it's taken on this new meaning where there is so much history in Charleston. And especially over the last two years of being here and living in the deep South my entire life, like there's so much just education, even if you Google one of these street names, whether it's like really scary history that we read about or something that's really charming and sweet, I really want our customers and encourage our customers to like dig in, like take two minutes to Google like Liguri Street and find out the history about it or Google the pronunciation of it and learn about some of that history that's behind some of these Charleston street names and places. Ooh, I love that there is that multiple meaning to your jewelry. Like if you're out there, go ahead and Google it. That is great. Yeah, it makes it a little more fun. And we have customers that come in and they're like, I live on this street here in Charleston and I saw that you launched this earring. So I had to come and buy it. Or like, I saw that you had a Camille earring and my name's Camille. So I just had to buy this earring because I'm guilty of that. Whenever there's like a Mimi 
something, I'm like, yes, I need that. Even if it's like the craziest thing that I would never usually buy. I'm like, yes, I do need that. <laughs> Literally, my go-to sandwich at Panera is the Sierra Turkey solely because oh. it was called the Sierra. <laughs> it's not even spelled the same, but I am also that person. It's like, well, I have to try it. <laughs> That's also a great sandwich, but aside... <laughs> You see where my mind is. It's the evening. I'm like, yes, so food. Um, <laughs> yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so, well, you mentioned that you started the Tiny Tassel in 2015 and that from there and from an Etsy shop, you turned it into this brick and mortar, the flagship store. What is, like, maybe some of the differences that you have noticed between owning an online store versus, like, a brick and mortar store or... I know. Can you share a little bit more about that process for anyone who doesn't know what that's like? Yeah. Online, I think it it can be easier and harder at the same time than having a physical brick and mortar. Um, Of course, I always encourage businesses to start with e-commerce because you can build your customer base without having a lot of overhead costs or employees that you have to pay and all these different things that you now have to think about. And with e-commerce, you're able to reach so many people with all of the digital tools that we have, like literally at our fingertips and that are free, most of them. And with a brick and mortar, when I finally came to the point of like, okay, we have enough momentum, we have enough of a local following and a like global following that would want to come and visit this physical store that now we can make the step to like actually create this physical place and it was really cool for us because we were online for so long for about six years and to grow that following and that customer base where it wasn't as much pressure to open a physical store and think oh my gosh I now have to pull in all of these brand new people that have never heard of my brand it's like we got to go in with this cushion of customers that made me even more confident in my business and what I was doing and I always say as an entrepreneur, like, again, it sounds so cheesy, but you have to believe in yourself. Like, if I don't believe in the tiny tassel, no one else is going to believe in it. And no one else is going to believe in the potential that it has to reach so many people around the world. And it's been so much fun and such an honor because we opened right as the pandemic was like, finally kind of seeing some positive light and like people were getting vaccinated for the first time last spring. And so we had so many customers come into our store and say, this is the first place that I've been besides a grocery store. And it was just so honoring to say like, oh my gosh, like you're literally like risking your health in a way to come to my store. And we knew that we had to create a space that was safe, that was inviting, that was joyful, because I don't know about y'all, but I could always use more joy and more color and happiness. And With our brick and mortar, we've really been able to do that and offer just a fun space for people to come. Like, even if they aren't shopping, we love to see the reactions on our customers' faces, new and old and new and returning, that will come in and they're just like, wow, like, I've never been into a shop like this, or this is what I needed on this kind of, like, crappy day that I was having. So it's made such an impact, and I'm so grateful that we're able to be online and in a physical store now. I would love to go down and see the flagship store. That would just be incredible. You've talked too a little bit about how social media and 
those online presence has been such a huge connection for the tiny tassel. How has that been to just expand your brand globally at this point? It's been really, really amazing. Still very surreal um, because when you're running your business and you're like in the business every day, sometimes it can be hard to kind of like pop your head out and see how much progress you've actually made and like step back and look at the big picture. But it has been so amazing to have these tools like Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, all the things to be able to grow a business. Because like I mentioned, my parents earlier being entrepreneurs, like starting in the 90s, they didn't have all of this. And somehow they ran these businesses. But I think I've been able to grow the business so quickly and so strongly because we have social media and we're able to like let our customers in and see a different side of our business without even sharing my entire life because I don't share my personal life at all. And I think sometimes people, um, those lines can get blurred for some as they did for me at one point of the business. And I was like, no, I'm putting my foot down. I don't want to share my personal life. Like this is a business and this is where our customers get for me. But it's really cool to still be able to connect and engage in that way because our customers feel like they're here. Like you two, you've never visited our store, but like, you are so connected and so invested in our shop. And that's such a special thing that I don't think we'd be able to have without social media. Mm-hmm. For sure. I mean, I think that you you brought up a really good point about like how it can be hard sometimes, at least when you're starting out or trying to figure things out as far as like how much you're sharing. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I ever even really noticed, you know, that you don't share as much of your life. Like when I go to your Instagram, like I'm looking to see like what you're wearing that day. Like, I love that you are always like, oh, like, look like this. I'm wearing this from our collection today. I'm wearing this. And like the other stories are a little more curated and kind of like, hey, like here are these polls. Um, Also your Pinterest game. Like, I don't know who's behind that, but also very strong because I follow on Pinterest. I see like the idea (laughs) pins and everything going on. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's cool. Like I think you've been doing like a great job at mastering that as a tool to grow the business. Thank you. And I always tell anyone who's getting started or who's growing a business, like you don't feel like you don't have to feel like you have to put yourself out there for the world to just consume your personal mm-hmm. life and the business. Like I very strongly it was about a year and a half ago, I was like, no, like I'm giving too much of the wrong energy to this on social media. And it wasn't cultivating business. It wasn't growing sales. It wasn't converting customers in a way that I really wanted to focus on. And it's like, I can share what I'm eating or my cute things around my home or days out with my friends. But if that isn't tying back and connecting our customers to the products that we're selling, then I have to step back and think, okay, like, what am I actually doing here? because we are running a business, but it definitely helped when we were able to grow our team last year and bring on someone to our marketing team and like actually grow a marketing team. Like it still sounds crazy to say that, Um, but that helped me separate it a bit. And we always say we're still like marketing and selling this lifestyle of like, we're in Charleston, we're loving these bright colors and this atmosphere that we get to live in. And we hope that others like want that through our pieces, but we don't have to sell our souls and sell ourselves with it too. Ooh, I really like hearing that healthy perspective on social media too, because it is so important to think about what is your purpose and what is your brand and how are you getting that out there? And what do people see when they're looking at our brand? Like 
we definitely see a lot of color and joy and happiness and like obviously totally bought into everything too. Do you have any other advice for entrepreneurs who are looking to grow their business? The biggest part of my journey with this business has been connecting with other small businesses. And at first, I think when I was starting out, I had such a scarcity mindset of like, there's not going to be enough customers or there's like this other person is competition. So I can't connect with them and really like dig into business with them and like business life with them. But I've realized over the last few years that those are the most important relationships that I have, whether it's a soap maker or a candle maker or another jewelry maker or even a photographer that when we're able to like bring our minds together and have our different perspectives and just have people that get it, like they're running small businesses too, to be able to have that is so, so important whether you start with one like business best friend, we're always like, who's our business best friend today? And it's reciprocated though, where you don't feel like you're taking, taking, taking from someone or vice versa, but you feel like you can really call on these people, whether it's like, hey, like what size shipping box do you use for this? Or like, where do you order this from? Or like, oh my gosh, I just had the craziest customer experience. Can I please just like tell you about it? Like, I don't need any advice on it. I just need to tell someone who might understand. And that's been such a crucial part of the growth that happens behind the scenes. And we've now been able to incorporate into our flagship store their products, too, of some of these other local makers that I've just built these relationships with. And it's made it feel so much more special and more genuine because we're so excited to tell these other brand stories to our customers and to share their brands and to hope that our customers will become like lifelong customers to their brands and their shops too. I love it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just that whole, you know, community and over competition kind of mindset, I think is definitely one of those underrated advice piece because the support that you need that you don't realize you need. So like, I'm very new into my own stuff. So I will talk to you offline (laughs) as far as like, hey, do you have any advice? But I didn't realize that that was something that was so important and needed until I had a couple of people kind of like try to help, like, you know, put me under their wing and kind of be like, hey, like, you need to consider doing this or like pushing me to do something like a pop-up event and just like, but having that like, kind of feeling like there's someone in your corner and someone that you can go to with like a question that you just wouldn't know otherwise without like hours of searching or trial and error to just kind of be like, Hey, I don't know what kind of like point of sale to use even, you know? (laughs) Exactly. And I always say, don't be afraid to ask, like, don't like, try not to like take up someone's whole day. Right. You don't, you don't want all of, (laughs) right. Right. I'm not like trying to take all of your secrets and not give anything back. No, no, no. But and I think you go into it and you know you have in your mind like I am trying to form a genuine relationship with this person. Like it's not just some transactional thing right from the start. Then both of you know what to expect and you know what you would like to give to that and what you would hopefully like to gain from that. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that as long as that's clear between the two of you. But I always say like slide into our DMs, send me an email, like come to the shop. I always love just talking with other small business owners because we 
never know who we need in our lives or what we need Mm -hmm. until it just like slaps us in the face sometimes. (laughs) Well, even with, so Caitlin and I met through blogging and that was kind of the thing too, where like, even if you're like in the blogger or influencer world or doing something else, having someone that understands what you go through so that you can have these periods of sometimes it's just commiseration. It's just like, I don't understand how this works or like, I'm just feeling really down because this comment was like a little out of pocket, but having someone that understands versus someone that means well, but doesn't quite understand what you're going through all the time. Yeah. yeah. Or to help with the technical aspect of things, like when technology fails. (laughs) I was like, Caitlin, what what blog host did you use? Because mine just crashed. (laughs) And I think it's so important. I love that you said, Sierra, that you had some people like kind of take you under their wing and like push you towards these new things that you maybe wouldn't have considered. And I think when we are at any stage of business, We have to be open to that because sometimes I am stubborn and like, I am not a fan of constructive criticism sometimes. Like it can hurt your feelings. Like how much you can separate like your business from your personal feelings and emotions. Like that can still get to you if you're having a rough day or whatever it is. And like, even the other day we do these Instagram and Facebook lives and I was so tired. And of course you get on for 30 minutes and you're like, let me like muster this strength and courage up to like sell these products. (laughs) And my dad FaceTimes me after and he goes, Hey, so I just want to ask you a few things and give some feedback. And I was like, absolutely not. (laughs) Like, I am not doing this with you right now. (laughs) And the next day I called him back and his feedback was actually really great. And I was like, Oh my gosh, like, I would have never thought about that from like a different perspective that is so totally different from mine as like a 20 something year old female to like a 70 year old man. Um, Mm -hmm. So just being open to that feedback and like those new things that people are pushing you towards, because we never know what we need that little push for. Ooh, I love that. And like dads give the best advice sometimes too. (laughs) They do. They do. Yes. And I like that you even said that you waited until you were in the the proper headspace to receive the information because (laughs) sometimes it would just fall on deaf ears, right? If like you weren't ready for it. Exactly. And that's one thing I always encourage. And whenever we get on live and do more like business minded um, Mm -hmm. segments and things, like if you reach out to someone and you're like, hey, Sierra or hey, Caitlin, like, I really love what you're doing. Like, I would love to ask you a few questions about it. Or I have this question. Don't be intimidated or don't get embarrassed if you don't get a response right back. Because we're all human. We all have, like, we're running businesses. We're busy. We're working jobs. And I know for myself, like, I'll go through and read messages or emails and people can see that they are read. But then I mark them unread because I'm like, hey, I want to be in the right mindset to really sit and like dig into this and really respond in an intentional way that will actually help this person because they were like courageous enough to send me a message and ask this and like kind of be vulnerable about whatever topic it was. So I always encourage people like send a message, send an email, but like give it a little time because you never know what the other person is going through that day or what they have on their work plate that week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. Well, I feel like this is a good time to let you know that um, when we slid into your DMs, your answer was the highlight of our life. Because, oh, yep, okay, it was. 
So Caitlin and I, when we started this podcast and when we were like first like thinking about the the prospects of interviewing guests and things, we made this list and it was kind of like our wish list of people to to talk to in the future that was like kind of, you know, felt ambitious for us. It was like these, like we have no idea if they would ever, ever agree, but like, let's shoot our shot one day and you were on the list. And when I told Caitlin, I was like, Caitlin, meet me, answer. <laughs> We just love it when people actually reach out and I can actually connect with it. Like if Mm -hmm. I'm like, yes, like I would genuinely love to have a conversation with whoever is on the other side of the camera or wherever they are, then it's always going to be a yes for us because why not? Like this is such a great conversation and it helps us just be able to connect in so many different ways than just on social media or just by following each other or like commenting a few times here or there. So I'm so glad and I'm so honored that y'all reached out. Uh, We are like beyond ourselves right at the moment, obviously, but (laughs) I think also like, I love your comment about that because I know Sierra and I talk a lot about too, about bringing like the social back to social media and like really bringing that intentional community together. And even if it's in totally different parts of the world or different parts of the United States. It is so cool to be able to reach out and still find that community. And that's something really cool that like previous generations weren't really able to do. So, so many good positives. Well, also we have some really fun flash round questions to ask you and we'll just take it away. You're welcome to answer with the first thing that pops into your head. It doesn't have to be a big exclamation, but feel free to add on if you would like to. But our first question is, if you could only eat one thing for the rest of your life, what would it be? Dessert. Very broad (laughs) answer, but dessert. (laughs) Do you have a favorite dessert? I'm going to narrow it down. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I am such a sweets person that I would literally eat any dessert that a person put in front of me. If it's like, (laughs) oh, here's a lemon tart, like a random thing that you would never usually pick. I'm like, yes, I will have it today. Like, that's fine. But I do love um, if y'all when y'all come to Charleston, you have to go to Swank Desserts, one of my favorite bakeries and everything she makes is so delicious. Her brownies, her macarons, like I could eat her desserts for like every meal of the day. Mm. I'm telling you, I'm going to like I'm going to drive. I'm going to like hit like Victoria and Marcus and be yes. like, yo, like, let's go to Charleston <laughs> and then come down to you. And that is my plan. They're actually coming this weekend, which is uh, because we're like, where are we going to eat? Where are we going to do this? So I love that you brought them up because they're some of my favorite people. Man, looks like casually looks at flights to see if I can make it for this weekend. Now, okay, back on track. What is one of your favorite ways to unwind? Ooh, I like to just lay and do absolutely nothing. And that sounds so simple, but there were so many years of my life when I was starting my business that I was always multitasking and like I was sitting on the couch and watching TV, but I was also making earrings. And when I was finally able to like separate those things and have like, this is time for myself and this is work time, that was like game changing for me. And so literally it is so simple, but to sit and do absolutely nothing for like 10 minutes and just let myself decompress. I think we all need that like probably multiple times a day, but to be able to do that at the end of the day, I'm like, okay, that's a good day. 
Ooh, that is a good reminder to do that too. Maybe I'll have to do that afterwards. Right. Um, like, after today's school day too. Multitasker over here too. Like. Yep, for sure. Okay. Would you prefer bows or ruffles? Oh my gosh. That's a hard one. Both. <laughs> I Fair enough. Fair yep, enough. Totally that fair. Is- that is if a garment has both it's literally the perfect thing that like only thing that make it more perfect if is if it was pink like i need a pink bows ruffle <laughs> literally like our our clothing collection right now my mom's always like do you need it to be pink ruffled and bows and i'm like is that even a question anymore <laughs> yes, yes i do <laughs> Um, okay. Can you share an Instagram account or another women-owned business that you love to support? Ooh, so many. Oh my gosh. So, so many. Um, one of my new favorites, we actually both went to the College of Charleston here, but it's called The Responsible Home Girl. Her name is Kiani, and she is just this like early 20-something, so confident, so fierce, and teaching us about money. Like, I needed that so much in college, right out of college, would have saved me so much money, so much stress (laughs) over the years. But I, her personality is just beyond. And you can tell that she has such a drive and passion for what she's sharing. And I love it because it's so out of my usual realm of follows on Instagram. Usually it's very cute and like fashion related or I love a good raccoon meme. But with Kiani, her business has been something that I look forward to seeing every single day on Instagram. Ooh, okay. I can't wait to check her out. Okay. And our last question is really serious. Did we just become best friends? Oh my gosh, yes. We can always have more best friends in life. Yay! (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, friends. Well, that was our conversation with Mimi. Mimi, thank you again just so, so much to agreeing to be on the pod and sharing a little bit more about your story and about the tiny tassel. Um, If you would like to follow up with Mimi, please visit her website, which is thetinytassel.com or her Instagram account or her other social media accounts, which are also (laughs) The Tiny Tassel. We'll make sure that all that information is in the show notes as well. Thanks, VVFs. We'll talk to you next time.